Do you know what you do better than almost anyone else in the world? What about your unique combination of talents that makes you uniquely you? What about how to actually take all of those and use it and embed it in your career to create not just a not just work, but life that really fits you and your strengths? If you don't know exactly what I'm talking about, if you're, you can't answer these questions for yourself, then I think you're going to absolutely love this. This is day one of the Figure It Out mini course that we're airing on the Happen to Your Career podcast. And it is 100% about discovering your signature strengths. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Most people think that they know their strengths. I hear them say things like, I learn fast, or I'm good with people, but the reality is that most people have not spent enough time or effort to truly understand what it is that they're great at or have the potential to be great at, especially when it comes to their unique combination of talents. Now, this is day one of the Figure It Out eight-day mini course that we have on our website, which by the way, if you want the entire course sent directly to your email box, then you can get that one of two ways. Simply go to figureitout.co, that's figureitout.co, or you can go ahead and text HAPPEN, H-A-P-P-E-N, to 44222. Either way, today we get to help you understand how you can figure out what not just your strengths are, but what we call signature strengths. So before we do that, let's go back to this simple fact that most people think they know their strengths, but don't necessarily do. Okay. So, you know, I mentioned people that say things like I'm good with people or I learn fast and maybe these are true, but the reality is these aren't specific enough to be really what you're great at. What is it that is underneath the surface that makes you great with people? What is it specifically that you enjoy in the interaction with others? Is it even the interaction at all? Maybe it's something completely different than that. When I hear something as vague as I'm good with people, which I do, and maybe seven out of 10 interviews with professionals for many years when I was working in HR leadership and talent acquisition, Well, I immediately try to start digging to understand what they really actually mean. You know, it could be that they're great at relating to others or communicating with people or helping people problem solve or building relationships quickly or about a million other possibilities. So what on earth do you really mean? Okay, well, first of all, let's talk about what a signature strength actually is. A lot of people, when they hear the word strength, often they think about what you visibly see on the surface, something tangible like your skills or like your experiences or something that you do. And for our purposes, let's consider a signature strength to be the intersection of the areas that you're great at, your enjoyment and 
where you bring value to the world. So think about it almost as a Venn diagram with three circles where you've got crossover between what you enjoy, your strengths or what you're great at, and the value you bring to the world in the middle where they cross over. That's what we're talking about. That's your signature strengths. Okay. What does this mean? Well, it means that it's not enough to be really good at something. Yeah, I've heard so many stories where people say like, well, I'm really great at Excel. However, I don't want to be doing pivot tables for the rest of my life or for that matter, the next five minutes or ever again. And just because you're good at something, first of all, does not mean that that's what we're talking about when we say strength. That might be a skill. That might be that surface level thing. Again, we're more interested in what's underneath the surface, but even when we've reached what is underneath the surface, we may not necessarily be talking about your signature strength. Again, there has to be the combination of your enjoyment, value that you bring to the world, and the strength itself. Okay. What we really mean here is that spending as much time as possible working with those things or those areas that you're great at and you also really enjoy. When you get to do that on a regular basis, work to starts to feel much more like play. But also, you're going to be getting superior results in your work compared to someone whose time and activities are not as well aligned with their strengths. Now, I mentioned going deeper underneath the surface beyond what you see beyond that tangible in front of your face type skill or activity or other things that people have a tendency to associate with strengths, but aren't really your strengths themselves. So let me give you an example from my personal background. Over the years, I've gotten feedback on my strengths from many people. They say things like, you're great at having uncomfortable conversations, which sounds awesome, right? Okay, this this must be my strength. It's not, (laughs) just spoiler alert. But this is where most people stop. They get that feedback and they're like, oh, this is what I'm great at. Awesome. And I myself had considered that to be a strength for a period of time that, you know, having uncomfortable conversations. But when I looked a little deeper, I realized that there was so much more to it. I have always been someone who gets trusted by people very easily and very quickly. It helped me to be successful in other jobs that I've had. It's helped me to build relationships quickly and have a lot of information because people were willing to share with me because they trusted me so easily. So um, because all those things were happening, it would make me very comfortable with them just as quickly as they were getting comfortable with me. And this enabled me to say things to them that others wouldn't normally say. In some cases, in many cases, even to be able to deliver what most people would consider to be difficult feedback to people. And definitely found that in my years working in HR again and again, or to be able to ask for something from them that could be kind of scary. And I found this in areas where I would negotiate. But Doing this over and over and over again in sales situations, HR investigations, interviews, challenging situations where you have to earn trust and provide feedback, those cause me to get very good at having the courage to say things others wouldn't normally say and to be far better at that as a skill than the average person. 
But again, when you go back to what is the real signature strength here, it was my ability to genuinely connect with others very quickly in a way that caused them to trust me. Do you see how that's underneath the surface rather than what people see on the iceberg? Hey, you're great at difficult conversations. That's fantastic, but that's not what not what the actual strength is. Okay, so all these things then enabled me to be more easily able to develop the skills and other things that people saw on the surface. It enabled me to become very good at conventionally uncomfortable conversations, drastically raising my tolerance level for those conversations at the same time over the years. But here's how I want you to think this about this whole skills or knowledge or abilities or actions, the, those things that are visible outputs on the surface. It's a bit like an iceberg. It's not what everyone else can see on the surface that is your strength. It's what's underneath that surface that's far more important. So again, those visible outputs come in the form of, wow, you did a great job with building this report, or wow, you made some amazing decisions in this area, or wow, you're pretty good at finances. But that's not actually the strength itself. It's what's underneath the surface, the cause of what, well, think about it this way. What causes those outputs to be easier? You're probably going to find the same thing for yourself when you start to unwind your personal web of life events that lead to your signature strengths. So here's what I want to do today. I want to give you one activity in particular that comes straight out of our career change bootcamp program. If you've heard other episodes on our podcast, you've probably heard some of the stories of people that we've helped make pretty big, pretty drastic career changes and take back control over what they want out of their life and work. And this is just one of many of those exercises, but it's a good one that anyone can do at any point in time, any place. So there are many ways to be able to get at uncovering and discovering your strengths. However, this first way Here's where I want you to want you want you to start. I want you to actually pull out a piece of paper. Maybe maybe a notepad, maybe a couple of pieces of paper, especially if you if you like to write a lot. What you're going to do is on one side of this paper, on the left-hand side, I want you to just list out all of your past roles. You can list them in chronological order if it helps you to be able to put that together. So list those past roles on the left-hand side, leaving space in between each one of them, because you're going to use that area to write a few different things in between there. We'll talk about that in just a moment. So now that you've got all of those past roles, and I say past roles because some of them might be jobs, some of them might be volunteer work, some of them might be other roles that you've played or served. And this could even be hobbies too. I want you to make a list of these things. And now that you've left the space in between, go ahead and put in a couple of bullet points for what you most enjoyed out of each one of those roles, what you most enjoyed about it or what you liked about it. And then also, additionally, anything that you were better at than average in that role. So once you've got both of those down, for each one of these past roles, then this is where you're going to start to break down these lists. You're actually going to take it a step further here. And then what I want you to do is actually go back and start to evaluate what is the context in each one of these situations here. And that context 
is going to be the key or at least the clues to what are your strengths and where should you be spending more of your time and effort in ways that is much more fulfilling to you because it goes with the grain rather than against the grain for your strengths. So here's an example. One of the things that I absolutely love to do back when I was working in HR is I loved forecasting into the future. It was something that my boss and boss's boss found very, very useful too, because it allowed me to build out pretty accurate long-term plans for the workforce and be able to anticipate those to make sure that we were fulfilling our needs from a talent acquisition standpoint really, really well. And then anticipating and even having backup plans for how we were going to get that while still meeting our, our labor budgets overall, right? And I absolutely loved it, but also it was something that I found out that I was very, very good at. But what did I actually love about it? Well, I spend a lot of, I find that I spend a lot of my time thinking about the future anyway, and I couldn't help but do that in any of those HR roles. And in particular, I found that, well, quite honestly, I loved the challenge of thinking about the future and what that could be like and how that could be better. Okay. So that was part of the context for me. I also loved being able to sit down and really just solve that problem overall of figuring out what the future might look like. Okay. Well, that little bit of context helps me understand a bit about my strengths. If you were to go in and take the strength finder assessment by Clifton Strengths. That is, which by the way, is something we use behind the scenes with many of our students, many of our clients. If you were to go in and and do that, for me, you see that futuristic is one of my strengths, which basically just means that I spend a lot of time thinking about the future. I can't help it. You can't pay me to stop doing it. Uh, I couldn't if I really, really, really tried. I spend a whole bunch of the day thinking about the the future and what that might look like and how to create it and everything else. At the same time, I'm also very much of what StrengthFinder calls a maximizer. Now, maximizers really like to create optimization around all different types of inputs. So (laughs) for, for me, once you tear apart some of those pieces of the roles, and start to evaluate the context in which I enjoyed them or the context in which I found that I was better, it gave me clues to realize that (laughs) that maximization piece and that futuristic piece are really in combination some of my very, very useful signature strengths. Okay, you can do the exact same thing for yourself, but it's not going to be easy. This I promise you. You can absolutely go in and take the strength finder assessment. You can go to happentoyourcareer.com forward slash strength finder, and we'll link you up to be able to purchase that. And that'll help give you verbiage. It's not going to solve all of your problems. It's not going to be the magic bullet, but it does do a really nice job of beginning to get you verbiage for your strengths and start articulating them and thinking about them in a new and different way. And then that in turn begins to give you clues as to where you can and how you can be spending more of your time differently. Because here's one of the things that we have found. Gallup's done a bunch of great research on this. Found that spending as little as one to two hours more of your day working in your strengths 
makes you feel happier throughout the entire day <laughs> at any given moment and makes you more productive. Crazy, right? But uh, we've seen the same thing in other types of research as well. And in, you know, practically in working with clients that get new jobs and then just report feeling happier afterwards and feeling more fulfilled overall. Okay. So this is all really cool, but it only happens if you go and you take these actions and get started on it. So that's what I want you to do right now. So I want you to begin that past jobs or what we call the past roles exercise. Get out your piece of paper, begin listing your past roles down the left side and start evaluating what were you better at and what are those areas that you enjoyed or liked about those roles. Those are going to begin giving you clues to where you can start evaluating the context. All right. As always, you can go over to figureitout.co and put in your name, put in your email address, and that'll actually deliver the Figure It Out eight-day mini course directly to your email box along with videos and along with the support materials right there with it. Or if you find that you just want an expert's help from someone who's done this many thousands of times, don't hesitate to contact me directly. You can just send me an email, scott at happentoyourcareer.com, and just put conversation in the subject line, and I'll connect you up with my team so that we can have a conversation and they can ask you some questions about your situation and figure out the very, very best way that we can support you and where you want to go for your career. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with day number two of our eight day mini course, eight day figure it out mini course to help you figure out what's right for you. We'll see you then. Until then, I am out. Adios. Adios.